Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. It is day three, and the Seahawks have now selected their second pick of the day, taking running back DJ Dallas out of the University of Miami, a guy who we've talked about it leading up to the draft. The Seahawks definitely have a profile that they look for at running back, and DJ Dallas is a guy that fits into that. 5'10", 217 pounds. He's a junior, like I said, coming out of Miami. And uh, this is a guy who he's he's a, a break contact type of player, judging by his numbers. And here to talk about it, EJ Snyder coming back on the show, senior draft analyst from Windy City Gridiron. EJ, appreciate you coming back down. Another running back uh, to talk about. A lot of running backs coming off the board in this draft. And so how do you feel about the Seahawks getting Dallas where they did at the end of the fourth round? I like him. I think it's a good value. It's a player that I was higher on than a lot of people. I, I think anywhere from now where they got him in the draft on through the fifth was a tremendous, tremendous value. DJ Dallas is a guy that's not going to blow you away on film, but a lot of that is because his offensive line at the University of Miami this year was really rough. It was rugged going little bit shades of cam acres at Florida state this year where he just didn't get a lot of chances, but then occasionally when they do block it up correctly, gets a little space or he breaks three tackles in the backfield, one of the two, all of a sudden it's showtime and he puts on a big play. And it really, I wrote in my notes, makes me wonder what untapped potential is there if he gets some decent blocking. And it doesn't have to be great. Um, I think DJ Dallas is a baller. He catches the ball really well. He's got good speed, not great speed. Speed's not his game. It's more power and shiftiness. Uh, Shows a real willingness in pass protection as well, which Russell Wilson will love when he's in there. He can pick his way along, follow his blocks. He is patient enough to do that. I, I said in my notes, I'd take a chance late and see what's there behind a decent offensive line. And I think the Seahawks have that. And I think Dallas is going to be a better pro than he was a collegiate runner. Well, and when you talk about just the the amount of of running that he did in his college career, I mean, the the most he had in terms of attempts was just last season in 2019 with 115 attempts. And so, you know, you think back to where teams are drafting running backs a, a few years back, you know, they were always looking for a guy who didn't have a lot of mileage on him in the college game. And I think that's what they found here. Although I feel like that uh, that model of looking back for backs is a little bit outdated, too, because mostly teams are just using a running back for, you know, the four or five years that they have them under contract and then moving on to the next guy. Yeah, the mileage conversation has definitely changed because of two things that you mentioned. One, there is no such thing as a bell cow back anymore. We talked about this on one of the other wrap ups in terms of running backs in the NFL to get over 20 carries per game on average. There's you know, 1.5 of them in the league. It just doesn't happen very often. So the mileage doesn't stack up in the pros in the same way. And to your point, um, if they're drafted anywhere in the first three rounds, which doesn't apply to Dallas, they're keeping them for four or five years in that first contract. And then they're moving on and they're getting another one. It is the most fungible position in the NFL for sure. So the mileage thing, a little bit less weight than it used to have when you were like, hey, we're going to have this guy for eight or nine years. He's going to have 400 or 450 carries a year. We really have to be concerned about workload and him breaking down. In the new model, that really doesn't doesn't stack up the same way. But if Seahawks fans want to get really excited about DJ Dallas, go watch his game from Florida this year. So Miami versus Florida, 2019. He's got a couple of 
incredible plays in there. One was a one-handed catch on a high screen, breaks about three tackles and jets for about 35 yards. He almost gets to the end zone, but again, his long speed's not great. He gets down to about the 10-yard line. Um, Just a tremendous play. And the other one was they ran Wildcat at Miami. He was the quarterback in Wildcat. Um, Gets the snap early, breaks about three tackles, like I said. Puts on a spin move just past the line, goes all the way for a 50-yard score. Those plays are both in the same game. So if you want to see those, what he can do when he gets a little space, what he can do um, in space as an athlete, Florida game is a great place to start. Yeah, I know when I was pointing out to some people that uh, that Dallas has the three and a half yards after contact average per attempt. You know, a lot of people remembered back to Rashad Penny, that being the the big thing for Penny. But when I hear that he doesn't have the breakaway speed like Rashad Penny had, I, I tend to think that maybe that three and a half yards after contact is maybe a little more accurate for the type of player that they're getting in terms of physicality. Yeah, very physical player built, uh, as you said, very solidly, 5'10", 217-ish, almost 220. Um, shows that physicality in um, pass pro uh, is a very willing and able participant to take that rushing linebacker out. Um, and a lot of that, it's funny, you say three and a half yards after contact, and I'm like, yeah, that means he gets a either a half yard or one yard gain because he gets contact in the backfield on about 80% of his plays, and he has to make two cuts, a spin move, and break a tackle to get half a yard. <laughs> so overall, it doesn't look like a great result, but you're like, that's an amazing play. There's an, a, another play in that Florida game. The QB fumbles. He scoops it up, breaks a tackle, and manages to gain four yards on what should have been either a lost ball or about a six-yard loss. And so you look at it, you're like, oh, it was a four-yard gain. It's not a big play, but really it's about plus 10 from what could have happened, and Miami retained the ball. So DJ Dallas, a very good football player overall. I think a better runner than we saw at Miami uh, will figure into the passing game, which all modern running backs need to do. And uh, like I said, a very um, reliable, solid physical pass protector. And Russell Wilson's going to love that. And it seems like if they wanted to get a guy that fit the mold for them, they were going to have to take him here at the end of the fourth round because so many other guys off the board. I, I know going into this, we had projections of Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon, maybe even falling to the fourth round, James Robinson. Uh, and Anthony McFarland was off the board. So out of the guys that were left that really fit that mold, uh, Dallas and Rico Dodal were about the only two guys left that, that I see that, that really fit what they tend to look for. Yeah, Josh Kelly was another one, but he went fairly early. I think you're right. After this pick, you would have been down into uh, guys like guys who have a much lower profile than DJ Dallas, guys like Xavier Jones from SMU. Possibly Javon Lake, but he's a little bit different. James Robinson from Illinois State. I know we talked about on the pre-draft preview episode. Um, Scotty Phillips from Mississippi, but those are lower end picks. Low Michael P. Ryan was already off the board. He was another one. He was the Florida running back, so he's on the other side of that game. But yeah, there's a lot of guys left who are smaller, faster, one-cut guys, guys like Jamichael Hasty and Jason Huntley and Reggie Corbin. Those are not they're not built like Dallas. They don't play like Dallas. So options were pretty limited. You know, Benjamin was a, a guy that's still on the board too. So I was just looking at that. And I'm like, Oh gosh, all of a sudden I like the Dallas pick a little bit less just because <laughs> I'm extremely high on, Eno Benjamin. Well, yeah. And I think that just speaks to the, the type that the Seahawks look for because Benjamin, yeah, he, I, they, they're looking for a guy who's five ten, And it's like, unless he plays special teams, they're, they're just going to move on from him. 
Yeah, no, and you bring up a really valid point that the Seahawks have a type and a strong type at several positions, both on offense and defense. Running back is one of them. Corner is absolutely one of them. Edge is one of them. You could say a certain thing about an offensive line, possibly, but they do have their prototypical physical profile or, or, you know, box that they have to fit things in. Um, Benjamin maybe was a little too short for them, but boy, he is a talented player. That being said, I do like DJ Dallas. I was higher on him than most folks. And I think he's going to be better in Seattle than he was in Miami. Well, EJ, I want to thank you for coming back on, helping to break down the pick. And uh, we're just about to wrap this thing up. So the Seahawks, just a couple more picks left on the board and, and a long time between that fifth round pick and their late sixth rounder. So thanks again for coming on. And until the next pick, we'll be right back here on the show. Go Hawks. 